gentlemen and welcome back to another edition of the Niner Sports Talk presented by Uptown Audio. I'm one of your co-hosts Bryson Foster and I'm with my main man Bradley Cole and it's good to be with you Bryson. I know it's been a while. Back again together and uh, Miles and Cameron held it down last week and excited to talk about some 49er sports this week. Yeah we got a lot to digest. We got some spring sports, men and women's basketball in the midst of CUSA play and then we'll talk about the new football schedule that was released this week. Brad it feels good to have a lot of sports to talk about. Yeah, all fall you waited for this pretty much. I mean, really cross country and football during the fall. Basketball creeps in and you're just like, let's get to February and March when all these sports are coming in. And finally, you know, that's the case. And, you know, you got men's and women's tennis finally coming back into play as well as volleyball. And pretty soon here you got men's and women's soccer along with softball and baseball, track and field and all these different sports are going to be in play. Hopefully I'm not missing any because there's a lot, as we all know, three fall sports are move to the spring season, that being men's and women's soccer, as well as volleyball. So there's a lot more going on. You're going to be looking up every single weekend with a bunch of different scores going on in Charlotte land, Bryson. Yeah, totally agree with you. Spring sports coming up. We'll get into that more in depth later on in the episode. But let's jump right into this football schedule, right? Just released this week. Fresh, hot news. So let's get it started, right? So Charlotte will open up the season on 9-4. So September 4th, they will play home against the Duke Blue Devils. That's a huge game in Charlotte. Then he got a week later, September 11th, home again against Gardner-Webb. Then 9-18, a little bit of a vacation, maybe a little travel down to Georgia State. 9-25, Middle Tennessee. Then a big game against Illinois on 10-2. Then you got October 9th, FIU. Then 10-23, so there's a bye week in between the 9th and the 23rd. That'll be on October 16th. FAU, then WKU, Western Kentucky on October 30th. Rice on November 6th. Louisiana Tech on November 13th, November 20th, Marshall, and then they'll end the season with arch rival Old Dominion on November 27th. Brad, any games stand out to you there on the docket so far? Well, first things first, there's a lot of first looking at the schedule, hosting Duke for the first time and playing ACC team at home for the first time, I believe, as well. And this is part of a home and home series. We all know last year, Charlotte played Duke, uh, lost big time, 53-19 during that 2020 COVID-ridden season. Teams are going to be back into full strength hopefully and that's all you can hope for for this Charlotte team going into next year. Definitely want to get last year out of the way and this 2021 schedule coming out is the first step towards that. You know, there's a lot of games that should have been played this year and didn't and one of those being Georgia State the 18th of September. Middle Tennessee is another one. Louisiana Tech at Louisiana Tech. Probably going to be a good atmosphere down there. Saturday, November 13th game. First time Charlotte will play LA Tech in school history. So that's going to be an interesting one. You also like that first Big Ten game playing on October 2nd at Illinois. Going to be a good game there. New coach, new staff up north there. So that's definitely going to be a good first. So there's a lot of firsts on this schedule. And of course, you always got to circle that Marshall game. Saturday, November 20th, Charlotte will be hosting Marshall. And hopefully there will be fans and it's going to be a good atmosphere just like it was a couple years ago when Charlotte clinched that bowl game. Overall, you know, pretty normal stuff playing some Conference USA teams, but definitely a few firsts. 
31st, playing Duke at home at Illinois. A lot to be excited about. And, you know, Coach Healy looking for some wins in his third year. Yeah, I think what's pretty notable about this schedule, right, is that you have three non-conferences. So Duke, Gardner-Webb, Georgia State. Then you have one conference game, and then they're back into non-conference play. So it may be that'll be pretty interesting to watch when the season gets going. How will Charlotte prepare for a conference game rather than a non-conference game? I think it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, like you said, a lot of promise, a lot of hope around this football team. And I think the schedule is going to be good because got some new opponents, got some first, like you said, and I'm sure it will be able to prove themselves early and often, I think, in the schedule for sure. You know, I can't wait for it. It's definitely going to be interesting. When you only play six games in a season, it definitely hurts you. But there's definitely a lot to look forward to and just keep it moving. And uh, we're going to keep things moving here. Looking at some stuff that's going on right now, the men's and women's basketball teams. Let's dive into those games this week. First things first, finally, that men's team turns the corner a little bit and gets two wins against Florida International. Their first Conference USA series win. The big struggle for this team has been that Friday game. They've had a lot of tough games. They've lost either in blownouts or close games. And then they go back Saturday and usually win that game. But finally, they win both of those games, Bryson. And I think that the Charlotte team just found a way to keep on winning and keep on scoring basketball. Yeah, if you go back, the theme of both of those FIU games was that Charlotte was down in both of those games uh, late in the second half and managed to pick themselves up and come back. You know, it's good for this team. They've won three straight. But you look like last Friday they played FAU and were leading that game and they gave up a 13-0 run in overtime. UAB two weeks ago on that Friday, that was a blowout. Good to see them finally put the pieces together and get that win and Good Lord, it's got to be because of Jameer Young all over the floor, scored, especially that Friday night game, 25 points, 10 rebounds. The dude's unstoppable. What do you do with a guard like that where no matter what he does, it's going to be a positive on the floor? The thing about Young, he's not like the tallest guy, but he's just very explosive, you know, and he, he, he had a big dunk uh, in that Friday game. He just finds way, his find his way around the court no matter who he's going up against, and that's just a scary thing. And again, this guy's only a sophomore. He's still got a couple solid years, and he's been that guy when you don't have as much size down low. You definitely got Jameer Young scoring the ball across the paint and across the, uh, the floor as a whole. So definitely a guy that got uh, Charlotte over the hump this weekend. Yeah, and, uh, you know, an- another guy I think you got to definitely give a little bit of spotlight to is Marvin Cannon, right? The transfer from Washington State had a fantastic game in that Friday game against FIU, right? He had eight points on 2-2 two two shooting from the field, and then he had 10 rebounds. Marvin Cannon, kind of guy that didn't get to play a lot in the early games of the season. He got some playing time against FAU, and now against FIU, he was playing, producing well. He actually started on Saturday. Good to see for that young man. I expect some big things from him coming off the bench for the rest of the season. Yeah, and obviously with the whole transfer deal, they weren't letting a lot of transfers play in NCAA, that is. And then obviously as we halfway through the season, I know he finally got cleared, and they wanted to get him in game shape, and he got right back in there, coming from a Power 5 school. He knows what he's doing. And Charlotte's really turned that corner, and that's going to be a solid piece uh, moving forward, going down the stretch, and even going into tournament play. But uh, obviously another basketball team for Charlotte was on the road at Western Kentucky. The Charlotte's women's basketball team was supposed to play down in Florida against FIU. 
that game was postponed due to issues within the FIU program. So they changed course and Charlotte went up north a little bit and played the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And I know you watched those games, Bryson. A couple of heartbreakers as Charlotte dropped both of those games on Friday and Saturday after starting 4-0 in Conference USA play. Yeah, what a game on Friday night if you didn't catch it. Three overtimes and a buzzer beater for Western Kentucky to put them up 100-99. to What a heartbreaker for Charlotte. Played tough throughout this whole game, and they led at a point in time by about 12. And it just seemed like, man, the women's team on Friday night, they were going to put it together and win this game, and they went into overtime. Looked like it was over with about two seconds left. Octavia Jet Wilson, who had 28 points on the game and 11 rebounds, drives in, hits a layup, and you think Charlotte's going to win. Western Kentucky drives the ball down, calls a timeout, and they get the inbound. They go to their star center. She heaves a prayer from about half court, and it falls. And Western Kentucky holds on to win 100-99 to in the first game. But like I said, Jet Wilson, 28 points. J.D. McMillan, who's been huge, had 19. Brian Lenny had 17. There were some key foul outs in the overtime periods. McMillan fouled out. Lenny fouled out. Jasmine Harris fouled out as well. And that hurt Charlotte. There were some kind of controversial calls in that one, but Western Kentucky held on. And then you go on a Saturday, you know, you have this this Charlotte team who, like you said, started 4-0 in conference play, looking to make it up. Again, Western Kentucky, it was a back-and-forth one. No Octavia Jet Wilson. She had a death in the family, had to go to the funeral. So our thoughts and prayers are with her. But J.D. McMillan led this team. She had a chance to win it, a final shot in the fourth quarter, and was unable to hit Western Kentucky 65-64 on Saturday as well. A little bit of a fun fact, Western Kentucky is 14-0 when Charlotte has traveled to Bowling Green. And they were unable to break it. But, hey, this women's team, I think, is still very good. They still are going to learn from these games. And there's still somebody to watch out for in CUSA play. Yeah, definitely not something, you know, it's not like these teams got blown out or anything. So these games are, are going to happen. You're, you're going to drop a couple. And obviously, I was really interested to see how these teams played on Saturday after three overtimes on Friday. You know, that can make those players very tired. And that was definitely a big point of discussion uh, back when Conference USA announced that these teams would be playing series games back to back. But obviously next week going to be some big games moving forward for both Charlotte's men's and women's basketball teams. And it's going to be interesting to see how they go the rest of the, the season with these series games as we're getting later in the year. Charlotte will be playing at Middle Tennessee, the men's basketball team that is, who is 3-11 on Friday and Saturday. So that's going to be good opportunity for that men's basketball team to pick up an, uh, another series win, maybe. The women's team will play Middle Tennessee at home. And another good opportunity for that team to pick up a couple wins as we're getting to the nitty-gritty here, getting in February. So definitely some interesting stuff coming out of the basketball programs. But some wins coming out of other programs as we head into the spring roundup real quick. We'll run it down for you. Very interesting week. Lots of wins coming from uh, different sports across 49er land and the tennis teams. The women's team beat Virginia Tech for the first time in school history. An ACC team, the first win for this Charlotte women's tennis team against an ACC opponent since I believe 1990 against Wake Forest. They won 5-2. 
definitely a big win. The men's team also had a very successful weekend beating Furman and the 5-0 and then going on to beat Georgia State for two. So definitely a lot of wins coming there. And the volleyball team had a great showing down in South Carolina against Clemson where they were up two two sets to none in their first game of a doubleheader on Saturday. Clemson came back. They won that. But then at six o'clock, the two teams played again after only about an hour or so of rest. Charlotte went on to win that one, three sets to one, I believe. And that was another big marquee win for Charlotte's program as they, the volleyball team now sits two and one with their wins against Clemson and Davidson and a loss with, against Clemson. Yeah, definitely pretty cool to see Charlotte playing against these big opponents and beating them, definitely getting the name out there for these programs. Like you said, that win over Virginia Tech was huge for the women's tennis team. I'm sure that'll be definitely a confidence booster and a momentum builder in the next couple matches that they have. To go back on that volleyball, Charlotte was winning against Clemson, won those first two sets and, you know, kind of looked like they were going to get it there. But Clemson obviously came back and won. Amani Foster, who earned Conference USA Freshman of the Week last week, led the team in kills over the weekend. She had 42 in both games. She also led the team in aces with seven. So she's definitely Foster. This is a very young volleyball team with only one senior. She's already making an impact. Volleyball team has looked good so far. Obviously, they haven't played a game and you know since the 2019 season, since they did not play in the fall season. So they're definitely getting right back in the swing of things. And track and field. Also, they, they've been having some good success lately. They've had, they've gone to VMI, they've gone to Liberty. They've had numerous, numerous runners slash throwers set uh, personal records. So something to watch for uh, moving forward into the spring season. And looking forward real quick, here in a couple of weeks, we've got baseball and softball going on. So we'll definitely get those, talk about those sports and that talk going on. And men's golf is going to be get started this week at TBC Sawgrass for their first tournament. And women's soccer begins against Kennesaw State. Men's soccer will open up the season, I believe, February 12th against Duke as their season opener with Mercer has been canceled. But a lot of stuff going on across the board for Charlotte and definitely going to be an interesting week. But Bryson, there's another interesting event happening next week, and that's the Super Bowl, man. Who you got? I think you got to look at it right. You got two really good teams. You got this upstart Chiefs team, star quarterback Patrick Mahomes, up and coming star. Tons of weapons around him Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey leading the yards and receptions. Then you look on the other side of the ball. Tampa Bay matches up well uh, with, with this team Levante David and Jason Pierre Paul coming off the edge. Definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Then you look, I mean, you got Tom Brady, the GOAT, looking for his seventh Super Bowl. Evans, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all these really, really good players around them. It's going to be a lot of fun, but you can't root against Tom Brady. I can't pick against him. Buccaneers win it, his seventh Super Bowl. And it'll be interesting to see if Patrick Mahomes will be able to pass Tom Brady if he can't beat him, but I think Tom Brady does it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned my lesson against betting against Tom Brady a time or two, and I'm, I'm just not going to do it this time. I, I definitely think Tom Brady's going to come in and show Patrick Mahomes who's boss. I know Patrick Mahomes has been on the high and up and up lately, but come on, man, you can't bet against the GOAT. And people have talked about it all year long. When GOATs come in to the office, everyone starts paying attention, and they 
adopt that work ethic. They get better, and he's made the rest of the team better. So it's going to be interesting. And I got to ask, Bryson, I mean, we, we can't talk about all football now. I know what the Super Bowl's about. Talked about go-to foods, Thanksgiving time. What's that go-to snack on uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Man, you know, it's definitely got to be chicken wings. I mean, that's chicken that's, wings. that's, chicken that's wings. America's favorite, right? I mean, chicken get some wings. buffalo wings, regular wings. Garlic Parmesan wings. It oh, don't matter yeah, come what you on. like. Nah, you can't get boneless though. No boneless. Oh man, boneless is the best, man. Nah, nah, nah. That's cheating. That's that's literally a chicken nugget. Everyone knows it. You know it too. Nah, it's, 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 it's not a chicken nugget. It's, it's a literally a chicken nugget. nugget sauce. That's all it is. It's a chicken nugget with sauce on it. You dip it in no, ranch. No, my boneless wings. I like no, boneless wings. All right. Traditional wings. Here's the thing. Traditional wings. Man, what's traditional to work wings for the meat. too? Yeah, I, I'm no nah, man. Traditional wings are nothing. All right. It's just, it, it's it's pretty simple, but I respect it. And uh, for my for my snack, I gotta tell you, man, I love some nachos. Some nacho, any kind of dip. I mean, any of that. I love it. Yeah, and, uh, I definitely, definitely agree with you. Got to get those sides in, too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I got to ask you, you excited for that uh, halftime show or no? And it's the weekend. And I mean, it's they, they've been playing those commercials for the last month or so. It's songs are getting stuck in my head. Man, you know, I'm I'm telling you, I'm really excited for it. I'm a big fan of the weekend. That new album is just great with blinding lights and after hours and all those. Good I, songs I would I would sing some of it, but I don't think we want to do that. Do, do. We're good. We'll talk about sports. That's about it. The, the, the we weekend sings that. We're going to let him do that. Uh, that that's what he gets paid for. Yeah, um, we get, yeah, yeah we, we, we get to talk about sports and watch him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So. Yep. So uh, that's that's going to wrap up another show for Bryson and I. And next week you'll get Cameron and Miles and they'll give you the rundown for what happens next week. A lot of sports starting again in the next couple of weeks. And men's and women's basketball will be back in action. So be plenty to talk about next week. And I uh, hope you stick with us throughout the semester. Bryson, it's been a good one. Yep, definitely been a great one. See y'all next time on another episode of Niner Sports Talk. <laughs>